For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello. You need, like, you need to rock theme music again, dude. You know what? You never had theme music, though. I never you? had theme music. Mm. Yes. Hey, fellas, we we have uh, we have broken the record of number of podcasts this year in the last three we years. <laughs> We're bringing it back. <laughs> hey, the, our our fans demand it. Our Mike Luthers and our fucking Travolvers and our fucking Freddie Avaloses and who's that guy that emailed us earlier this week? That guy. Oh, oh you know what? Hey. I speaking of Freddie, I thought of a new nickname for Freddie. Oh boy. Because uh, I was looking at my Facebook messages and he had sent me here, I'll send you a I'll, I'll redo the uh Facebook. I got I got a name I got a I got a nickname for him, Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I, I, I should I think we should start calling him uh Stalker Texas Ranger. <laughs> mm, that's good. <laughs> Yay, ouch. <laughs> um, he wrote, Spending? he said, uh, the Red Woman bewitched the Night's Watch to kill Jon Snow in order to take on the White Walkers, right? Okay. <laughs> and, and I replied, no, dummy. <laughs> Resentment towards Jon has been building ever since he bought brought the wildlings through the tunnel and let them south of the wall. The Red Lady's presence at Castle Black is probably the only thing that'll save John. Remember the Brotherhood without banners. The Maester was a follower of the Lord of Light. He brought... So you went, you went on in a long diatribe to explain this to him. Yeah. That's the power of the Lord of Light, and that's how Jon Snow will survive because of the Red Lady. But goddamn, sure. that's, like, that's a crazy tinfoil hat. The Red yeah. Woman bewitched the Night's Watch to kill Jon Snow, all because he turned her down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like that, that she's yeah, super like that. I mean, Freddy's on to something. Yeah. That is, um, that is a scorned woman. <laughs> yes. You don't turn the Red Woman down for pussy. You don't turn that ginger pussy down. You're liable to get burned. Wasn't there a point this season where she's at the wall and she's barely wearing any clothes? She's got like a summer dress on and she's like, oh, I never get cold. Right. Somebody somebody asked and she said something like, uh, the Lord Lord of Light keeps me warm or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, she's real. I mean, she's real easy access. She just does two moves and it's all there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, marry that bitch. <laughs> yeah, I I imagine she's molten on the inside. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> molten. See where I can, can buy one of those dresses for Angie. 
There you go. <laughs> you just pull on that cord. <laughs> what is the, what is the nature of this? Why did you uh, put up the bat signal, Lee? That's because it's Thursday. <laughs> right? Traditionally, a thing. What to do? Let's say. So, what was the last time? We didn't exhaust our topics from a couple of days ago. Did we exhaust our topics when we we're doing it every fucking night? Yes, but <laughs> somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> sure, we have all kinds of dumb shit to talk about. <laughs> you start us off, then. This is your uh, fault. Well, you can't buy the fucking General Lee anymore. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> you know what? I went back. I just went back maybe an hour ago and rewatched the long version of that new auto trader commercial, you know, where they're, they're running around in the general. Mm, yeah. And yeah. They're looking at the app and everything, which is just a great commercial. Uh, nowhere in that commercial. Can you see the roof of the car? Ah, uh, you just see a zero one on the side. Right. Right. But even, sure. even, even, um, in shots where they're like crashing through the barn and stuff where you might be able to see the roof, you can't see what's on it. Like there's uh, there's smoke or debris or something covering the roof, or or it's just shot from an angle where you can't see it at all. And then then when they get the new car, um, whatever the new sports car is that they they pull out of the lot with, um, there's nothing on the roof of that one. Interesting. Yeah. Auto trader safe. Could- is it a GTO or a Charger? I can't remember. Charger. Yeah. Charger. Well, the, the, old, the old car was a Charger, but whatever they right. buy in this commercial, the new thing, it, it almost looks like a like a Dodge Stealth, but they don't make mm. it anymore. <laughs> Dodge Stealth? Or, what or Viper, Viper, maybe. Was it a Viper? Was that what they, they made those too, right? Yeah, yeah. Viper. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Thanks for the way back machine, Tim. Yeah. I since since uh since Lee, you don't have something to to discuss. I have um I, think I have everything I, to discuss. I have found I think the secret to happiness. Oh boy! And I'm I'm willing lots to of orgasms. Mm-hmm. No, my newfound secret to happiness is. Messing with people in a creative way. Ooh, explain. It, it has made me so happy in the past few weeks. You know, and I think you you could probably appreciate this the mostly is because I know we've had we've had discussions about ideas when you yeah. up, when you come up with a hilarious idea to do something, but it just seems like it would take so much work. And you and you have to just revel in the idea itself and the the thought of coming up with it. Um so so let me I I drink ginger ale. That is my beverage of choice. all all the time drink ginger ale. And uh, nice one, Fag. Do you go uh do you go Schweppes? Canada. (laughs) 
Canada Dry. Canada Dry. Um, so. Have you had Vern Vernon's? I I I would rather go without than drink Verner's. <laughs> Is it that bad? Yeah, I do not like it. If you no. like Canada Dry, Verner's is, I don't know, tastes nothing like it. You can't even call maybe, it. Maybe you'll like Herzog's. <laughs> no, the fact that, like, I know a few ginger ale enthusiasts and they go Verner's. But, um, really? Yeah. Oh. But, I, but I guess it's pers- personal taste, Coke or Pepsi type of thing. Um, Schweppes or Seagram's taste similar to Canada Dry, but Verner's? Yeah. Has a completely different taste. Yeah, it's more like moxie. I'm sorry, I cut you off with the ginger ale discussion. Oh, Go no. ahead. That's fine. That's fine. But I keep. Um, so I almost always have ginger ale in the house, and Angie has been cutting out pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's trying. She was drinking Sprite for a little while, but she tried to cut it out just for the calories. And right. The other day, I went to the grocery store, and she said, I want a six-pack of IBC Black Cherry Soda. Nice. So I got it for her, her, and I brought it home, and she was adamant, this is mine. You can't have any. You have your ginger ale. This is mine. (laughs) Because there's a a running debate in our house that if, if I ever buy something that both of us like, I eat it all before she can even get to it, <laughs> which might be true. I don't know. There's no science. Oh, it's true. Anyway, so so she enjoys her first IBC black cherry soda from the six-pack. Later that night, I take the bottle out of the recycling bin. I wash it out. <laughs> I pour, you twist the pour ginger ale into it, and then I use food coloring to turn it the color of the red black cherry soda. I'm guessing. And, I'm guessing you mixed all three colors to make black. How no, do you no, make that a, color? Black cherry is. It's like a. It's a reddish purple, and I use okay. six drops of red and three drops of blue. Nice. Um, and then I stirred it with a straw because you can't really shake it up because it'll fizz up. Carbonated. Yeah. Right. So the color was pretty decent, and so I took it upstairs, (laughs) and I I walked through the bedroom drinking it. (laughs) She's like, she starts screaming her head off at me, what are you drinking? Is that mine? I just told you not to drink my pop. And I said, it's not. It's ginger ale with food coloring in it. <laughs> she goes, no, it's not. Like, yeah, it is. That's what I was in the mood for. I wanted ginger ale with food coloring in it. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> so she she took a... So she took a drink of it. It's like, what is wrong with you? It's like, what? That's just what I was in the mood for. <laughs> so then, Tim, how long? How long has? Please continue. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. What were you saying? I was going to say, what you just described is a perfect life with the wife comic. <laughs> maybe, yes. 
<laughs> Sunday Sunday paper size where it's maybe twelve panels instead of six yeah, or four. Um, so then, for a few days after that, every time she would drink another one, I would <laughs> I would do the exact same thing. And <laughs> I, was, I would take it a little further. Like I would dig the bottle caps out of the trash. And when I would walk into the room where she is drinking it, I would like flip the bottle cap to her. (laughs) (laughs) And again, she would be like, what are you doing? I told you not to drink those. I'm like, I told you this is my new favorite drink. Ginger (laughs) ale with food coloring in it. Why do you have a cap? Well, I dug the cap out of the garbage because I thought it was neat looking. (laughs) Give me that. So... She didn't cut you. That you are being no end of joy for a week. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you are an IRL troll, dude. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. I'm becoming of you, Tim. Here's my next project. <laughs> um, I've already got the supplies for it. <laughs> um, last week, last week or the week before, was the Pittsburgh uh, Arts Festival. And Angie works downtown, and okay. so she took she took a half day on Friday, to so that I could come downtown and we would go walk around the arts festival together. Sure. So this was an opportunity for me to see her office for the first time and meet her coworkers. And uh, one of the women she works with is a, a younger girl named Rachel, who has an office just in the same suite of offices as her. And, her and Angie are pretty good friends. They become okay. pretty good friends. And she has a little daughter. And in in this girl's office, her daughter has made, they've made artwork of like, you know when you take a little kid's feet and maybe like you roll paint on it and then they stamp their feet right, 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 on construction right. paper and then you make things out of that. So she has some of that in her office. And... um. Knowing that I'm an artist, I think she pointed it out and she said something like, "Oh, I can make, you know, I can have her make some of that for you if you want." Ha ha ha! Funny, funny. So, what I'm going to do is, I bought construction paper and some glue and kids' washable paint, and I'm going to make footprint art for Angie to hang in the box. <laughs> but I'm going to I think I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Star Wars characters. I'm gonna make Darth Vader like a foot with the little the little breathing box on it, maybe a rolled up lightsaber. I'm gonna make Chewbacca with the bandolier and maybe Yoda maybe Yoda with some ears on it or something, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use my feet. <laughs> and then Angie's just going to hang these up in her office yes. and see if Rachel notices them. <laughs> you're, you're contributing to the office enemy fund, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And just just the idea of doing this, it just brings me no end of joy. <laughs> it, it is really titillating you. In a very bizarre way. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you have a back catalog of plots and schemes, or these are is part of the fun coming up with them in the moment? Yeah, part of the fun I think is coming up with them in the moment, 
right. was just it was just the uh, the ginger ale uh, black cherry soda thing that made me realize how much fun it was to do and how quick and easy stuff like that was to do. <laughs> <laughs> now the more the more elaborate it gets, we'll I'll, we'll see if it remains, you know, fun, fun and right. Um, but I've got a pretty good feeling that it will be. <laughs> do you make do you make baked goods? Is that why you have food coloring? Yeah, I have food coloring because um, uh, one of the tests for a leaking toilet <laughs> is to put blue food coloring in the tank and leave it over time to see if you have a slow leak in the toilet. That's the only reason I have food coloring. Oh. Um, but that is a pro tip. If you if you have an excess of food coloring, that's something you can use to diagnostic diagnose a leaky toilet if you need to. What if you have one hundred flushes blue? That Same? I heard is really bad for the rubber parts in the tank of the toilet, and it can actually them, them gas mo- mm-hmm. right. Uh, luckily, I don't give a fuck about my toilet, so fuck the gas. Oh my water blue. My my specialty uh cookie is a cut out sugar cookie that mm-hmm. I usually put icing on. Right. So sometimes I'll color the icing depending on the holiday. That's how you knew that's how you knew three drops red, two drops blue. That is how I that is why I had food coloring so handy and it's why I Quickly <laughs> determined, I was able to not overdo it with the yeah, uh, yeah. Because a little goes a long way. I like it. Wow, I'm never getting married. <laughs> You've convinced me, brother. <laughs> Stay far away from that marriage. Woo! I was like, no fun. Did I almost bore you to death? Yes, <laughs> almost. You're good, though. Of course. Oh Lee, God. do you work primarily at home, or do, how often do you go into the office? I once a week, if if I do. Yeah. So barely. Yeah. And that's just for meetings. I don't work in the office. Yeah, I was and gonna say, what what do you do when you're there? Just annoy people in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just annoy, fucking throw some racist shit out to the the black guys there. You know what I mean? And there's right. a couple of them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to say, hey, I'm here. Remember you remember what I bring to the table? And boom, you know, <laughs> that shit. See you, see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday. No, well, it's a Monday. It's usually on a Monday. That Monday fun day. I, I, bring, the, I bring the ruckus, you know what I'm saying? You just right. come in, you, you tap your ring on the table, and you say, steampunk, zombies, go. Yeah. Any healthy combination of that. <laughs> You're golden. Shoot. Olivia Munn. Oh, God. Yeah, no, she's not discussed. Let's do the office rules down on that. A long time yeah. ago. So, yeah. You guys are idiots. What is, that, what is that chick doing now? Is she still on that uh, fucking... Um, what the fuck is that show? Newsroom's over, over, but she, she was she was great in that. Was she great? Mm-hmm. She was. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you have fucking Adam Aaron Sorkin writing for you, that's 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 a high point in your career. It doesn't matter who you are, right? You yeah. Pull that off. Yeah. And she she wasn't trying to play anything more than than what she was capable of. Right. right. So. Fine. I, don't, I just I don't understand the hate on her. I don't get it. I've I've heard stories. Not alone, by the way. I'm not the sole proprietor of angst towards her. Oh, I know. I know. What do you think that it, get, get tell the theory, Andy? It's her fake nerdiness, the, I think, right? That's so irritating. No, I I remember that was uh the partner Joe, Joey's big problem with her, but dude Nerd, I I think real nerds know real nerds, you know. And there's, I don't think she made any bones about being one of us. Did she? I don't know. I never watched G4. G4 in generally in general was a fake nerd network to me. Sure, but All her of, co-host was definitely a nerd, but she wasn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Was he? Yeah, yeah, Kim Pereira is just total fucking nerd. Good shit. You could tell just, I don't know, you could just tell them the conviction of what they're saying, you know what I mean? Well, my company has a pretty good relationship with Adam Sessler, who was her Attack of the Show host, co-host, I think, for a while. Oh, right, 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 right. See, they, yeah. And he's an actual nerd, yes? Actual nerd, yeah. I think she faked the funk too much and tried to pass herself off. Not like I really care about that, but the, the fact that she's Asian bothers me more, I guess. Yeah. I can't have my sisters doing that, you know what I'm saying? Not my happy right. sisters. They got to be represent. They represent me when they go out there, you know? Can't be having that upsetting. They're really not. Yes, they are. Tim. Let me think that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something to dream about. Give me something to hold on to. I'm trying to build my fucking Asian sister army. She you know was saying? raised on a half breed farm like you were. Yeah, but mm, I like to say different. It wasn't I don't know something always bugged me about her. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know what you're saying, saying but you know, I think it was the fact that she she capitalized on being uh, this fucking nerd chick that was into all this shit, you know what I mean? Uh, she wasn't. It I understand was the, the job. That. It was the job. I know, but you know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Just how do you how do you feel right now about um, Simon Pegg after the shit that he said a couple months ago about how what did he, say? he said that. The science fiction superhero machine that has taken over Hollywood is dumbing down. Uh, it is dumbing down its audience, or it's lowering the bar of what movies should be. What was he referring to specifically? Superhero movies, science fiction movies, all the action popcorn movies that guys like us mostly enjoy, and that are making all the money right now. Yeah, you he know, the after movie his movie, he, he was in didn't make shit. 
Well, he's been in both of the uh, the new Star Trek movies. Sure. Shaun of the Dead is a cult classic. Hot Fuzz was was uh, well, he's, a huge, he's definitely a huge not talking about those movies, Shaun of the Dead. Huh? He's definitely not talking about those movies then, is he? Well, those movies yeah. capitalized on on the pop culture hot genre, first the zombie thing, and sure. then Hot Fuzz was like uh, their version of the buddy cop action movie. Right. Which I think is one of their best ones, of course. Yeah. Well, what did so, you think of that comment? Well, like, I mean, the, the fact this, that... This the fucking fact genre built he, you, motherfucker. Right? The fact that he, he, you know, he worked in genre entertainment, using that to leapfrog himself into the Star Trek and Mission Impossible franchises. Sure. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's a little hypocritical, don't you think? Yeah, I'd say so. But but, but, are, but are I'll tell nerd, you this: I don't. Are the nerds going to throw him under the bus the way they do Olivia Munn just because she left a TV show? No, it's just more offensive for Olivia Munn to do it because they're giving all these fucking dorks hope that oh, this chick likes all this fucking cool nerd shit. Uh, there's, when, a, there's a there's a couple points I want to address, which is I've been going to San Diego Comic Con since. 2001. So I've been going for 14 years now. And there has been an exponential growth in the amount of girls that go to San Diego Comic-Con. Sure. And the fact that nerdy stuff is becoming more accepted and mainstream. Yeah. And that it's inviting, you know, you know what the big tipping point was, was uh, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Sure. Twilight Twilight brought a lot of, you know, young female fans to nerddom and like one of my favorite things about it is it made everybody step up their game because previous to Twilight, you could get into a Hall H line. Right. There's no camping out. Well, you could get in 3 if you got in 3 hours before a panel started, you could get in. Right. But these Twilight girls like stepped up their game like <laughs> ten times and waited three days beforehand. Oh sure, for sure. And that messed up that messed up everybody. So like uh you know, this this coming San Diego Comic Con there's gonna be a Star Wars panel um Friday morning, I think. Jesus. And I guarantee what? you there there will be people in line on Monday and it's because the Twilight Girls established a, a precedent of if you want to get in, you better devote some time. You better be uh, alpha yeah. alpha nerd. You know what I mean? Right. As far as being committed, that's one point. That um, you know there are more there are more females in in, in nerdy culture. Um, the other point I want to talk about was uh, Simon Pegg's sentiment is something. I kind of agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I agree with it in part. I wish it was more specific, of course. You know what I mean? But what? obviously it's not going to be. 
I never read the full article. I, I, I kind of skimmed it, so I only got part of some of the points. But he said something like the fact that we can have long discussions about the Avengers and not be aware of um, uh, world events. That sure. you know that we are, that we are entertaining a world of entertainment more than real life uh, is well, making yeah. us a little bit is making us a little bit more. I don't know if dumb is the right word, but it's making us a little more. It doesn't it doesn't discourage us from embracing things other than um, Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? Well, it's a, well, it's escapism first and foremost. Anyway, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, we live in a climate now where we can live 24-7 in escapism. Sure. Right, 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 right. For better or for worse, of course. And, and I don't mean to, to bring it up in a in a mean way. In fact, I don't want to really... Yeah, never mind. <laughs> what? That? There's a guy we know. You're among friends here, Andy. <laughs> There's a guy we know who will sometimes uh, use the phrase, in case you've been living under a rock. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about? Yes. I, we, we might. The irony of that statement is that that is a guy that lives under a rock. Yeah. Sure, of course. Yeah. Very knowledgeable <laughs> about a huge world that, you know, is fairly frivolous, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And some, some, somewhat unaware of everything outside that world. Right, 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 right. Just so focused on that world, of course. Yeah, and that could only happen now. That could only happen in the environment we live in now. Sure. Yeah. I'm with that. So... <laughs> I, I see what you mean, Tim. That you know, here, here is here's a guy, Simon Pegg, who is 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 who he is because of this world. But the fact that he, you know, is biting back at the hand that feeds, yeah. um, I, I can see why people take on bridge with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think I think my reason for bringing him up was was to show the difference between I think the way men and women are treated in this world. Right. And I don't mean the world. I mean in, in, in nerddom. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think why I'm so quick to jump to her defense is uh-huh. because... You like, you like Asians. Yeah. You like yeah. Asian chicks. No. And I, I hate them. really but... don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's because I feel, I feel uh, at times counterfeit in my own nerddom. You know, mm-hmm. why? Like, because I don't give a shit about action figures or collectibles that or, or stuff like that. Well, you know what? To a certain degree, it does. Because no, you're fucking dorky in your own fucking dork ass way. You I know that, I know that I am. I know that I am. But sometimes I have some. Sometimes I have kind of an irrational thing. Like I. I think I've said it before in the past where I feel like I'm missing a specific nerd gene. You know that that I don't give a shit about Marvel and DC Comics. I don't really care about the Marvel movies. Um, there's there's a lot of this stuff that I just don't care about. 
But it's, yeah, but it's does it honest. define you as that? Are you think you're thinking that's no. the definition of that? No, no, but I think in part, in part, because there's there's so many judgments made, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. that that you know, if somebody is considered a fake geek regardless of their gender because they don't you know, they don't know who played the seventh doctor from fucking Doctor Who, uh then, you know, then then I'm fake too. You know? It, it's so it's it's that it's that uh invisible un no that that judgmental that, bias that court of opinion that nobody elected that rears its ugly head and says you're fake because you don't like this or that you know and so when i hear people say that about her yeah i reflexively think well, I know that I'm a dork, but <laughs> I am also, you know, I would also rather go to the antique store than to a video game store. Sure. No no yeah, me too. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she tried to make, she tried to market, uh, my problem is she's trying to market herself as that geek queen, you know what I mean? To the point where she's writing books about it. You know, my the the point I have about her is it doesn't affect me at all. Oh sure, it doesn't affect me one fucking iota. Of course not. She's not she's not interfering in, in into anything I like. So I don't care. Right. She's Do your thing, trying, girl. She's just irritated at me. She just is. <laughs> <laughs> what it is? You know, some people just irritate you for no reason, just the way they look or something like that. She does. I think that's fine. I think that's perfectly fine. But then, you know, the the real issue is, like, once you start with her, then you turn into nerd police, you know, which, exactly. you know, comes up, sure. comes up comes up at least two or three times a year, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. among our friends. It's like, you're not a real nerd, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Do your thing. And I really don't give a shit, but I don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like chicks that like stuff that I like or even pretend to. Like your own thing, baby. You don't got to please me by liking my shit. You know what I'm saying? That makes, does that make sense? That makes some sense, right? It does, yeah. Angie and yeah, I just... work the way we work. It's she could quote Star Wars. Right. <laughs> yeah, this wouldn't happen. Right. It's like, you not, that, know. not that we don't have our problems and not that sometimes I wish, Jesus Christ, I wish you'd fucking understand. No, but then there's a, a difference is them understanding your nerdness and them liking, you know what I'm saying? Those are two different things a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense, but I know what you're saying. She <laughs> <laughs> just gets on my nerves. Hey, we all got to have someone we are, we, you know, we to have our hate faction going on here. You know what I'm saying? 
Let me hate. Let's speak. Speaking of hate, um, how 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 prevalent is the Confederate flag down there in Texas? Um, I, I see the I see the Texas flag way more than I see the Confederate yeah. flag. That's kind of what I figured for Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of its own thing. We have our yeah. own racist flag, and that's the Texas. What's that? We have our own racist flag, and that's it. The Texas flag. Yeah. Yeah. I see it every once in a while. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about it. You know why? I'm like. I can spot the racist shit. Mm-hmm. That guy's racist. How do I know that? Oh, you got a Confederate flag. And if they're not, I'm like, yeah, you're still fucking racist. Just have the gall to do that, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're banning it now. I, I'm not a big flag guy anyway. You know what I mean? I'm not huge on flags. I'm interested to hear how that type of opinion has been shaped. About flags in general? Being indifferent to flags? I'm just indifferent to flags, yeah. I don't see the need to hang up anything flag-wise. Flags are mostly corny-looking. Even our flag's pretty corny-looking. You know what I'm saying? It's not that exciting-looking. It's not not a piece of art I'd want to represent around. You know what I'm saying? You call me on Patreon. I like the California flag with the bear. They have a flag? Yeah, the bear. Yeah. That's right. States have their state flags flag. and shit. That's, That's how a much state flag that I enjoy. <laughs> I That's have, a zero I, have, I care about flags, man. I have a flag anecdote. Yes, please. I can't, I can't believe all the story because there's really no, there's no point to it. Um, <laughs> In well, high you, just, you said it was an anecdote, so that's good. My, 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 high, my high school girlfriend, um, she she lived in one of the biggest houses in the neighborhood. Um, and her dad was a psychiatrist. He was like the head of psychiatry at one of the hospitals in the city. Uh, so they were pretty well off. And sure. they lived in a big old house. And the living room of that house was a... A, a two-level living room, like if the ceiling went up to the second floor, and sure. along, along one of the walls was a big staircase, and then up at the second level was a balcony that went along to some of the bedrooms. So this was all visible from the from the um, the living room. Okay. Um, he. Uh, I guess you could say racist is a good way to describe this man. <laughs> Occasionally he he was really bizarre. He would never he never addressed me directly or even made any, boy. Well, he never made any kind of Attempt. nod towards me as actually existing, you know. Right. Very strange. But uh um I remember one time we were playing we were playing a game. Uh I was over there. It's maybe like a trivial pursuit type game. Mm-hmm. And the question was about Zionism. Oh boy. <laughs> who was who is the founder of Zionism? And 
she, she, uh, it's like some Jew, motherfucker. My girlfriend was like, oh, God, I, I feel like I know this guy's name. Oh, God, it's the top of my head. And then she, she screams out, hey, Dad, who founded modern Zionism? And his reply was, who almost ended Zionism? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Um, and, like, for me, that was, like, I was kind of like, mm, oh, my God. And that was, that was I think, maybe one of the first kind of hints at this guy's attitude. One day, I come over to her house to pick her up, probably to, to go somewhere and do something. Right. I, walk, I walk into that big... Burn some crosses? I walk, in, I walk into that big living room with the balcony. Uh-huh. There is a giant red... Swastika flag, draped, what the fun? draped over the balcony, hanging wow. fifteen feet down into the living room. <laughs> I oh I boy. stood there. I stood there dumbfounded. This was you know like twenty five years ago, but I stood there. I was just what the and I, I, my girlfriend. At the time, she's like, "Oh, my dad collects World War II memorabilia. He just <laughs> he just got that in the mail." They <laughs> so felt they need to hang it up. Yep. Hey guys, look what I got. Right. Good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, someone who wants to hang a flag up at their place—that means they're just a lazy decorator, really, and they just don't have taste in wall art, you know. To me. Okay, they to me. I mean, got the pot leaf flag, you know. Huh? I mean, they got the uh, neon glow in the dark pot leaf flag. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. The oh, Bob Marley flag. I got flags that I got my my brothers in arms that fought over there against them fucking damn negras over there in the old Saudi Arabia's and stuff. Bring on flags that they flew on their helicopters. Bequeath them to me. I ain't hanging them up, though. Tacky. Corny. Wait, what flag is that? What are you talking about? The American flag. <laughs> like, you're, you're like, you, you, did you have a friend that's over that was in the military and that hung a flag on their whatever? And they right. Home and all that stuff like that. And this thing was, you know, hung proudly in Kabul somewhere, you know, somebody went on a mission or some shit like that, your friend fucking gives it to you, like, oh, gee, thanks, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> that kind of deal? <laughs> it's awesome and all, I appreciate it, my friend, but where the fuck do you want me to put this? I got Mondo posters on this wall, that wall, that wall. <laughs> that, come on! I, I, am... I got wall real estate issues, buddy, you want me to hang your fucking flag? I'm going to get framed for it? I'm somewhat offended by um, the flags that people will fly that are like a seasonal flag, that they have a whole set of flags that they they change them every month. Like in October, there's a pumpkin flag for Halloween. Oh, my There's a a turkey flag for Thanksgiving. Wow. I don't like that. Tim, Tim, when I bought my house, it came with a set of flags that is in my attic right now. (laughs) The, the the exact ones you're talking about, and it was yeah. uh, I think a, a series of leaves. So it was yeah. a brown leaf in autumn. It was a green leaf in spring. Yeah. Um, you were just hanging uh, out at the side of your house. 
Give me give me your address and I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a flagpole my friend put up in front of my thing, uh, you know, like a stand thingy. I put a flagpole in. You have that, so I should start repping some flags, right? That was that Confederate or Nazi flag. See, see what happens. Who reaction I get? Just cut. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? You know what? I don't mind is like I will go for a run in my neighborhood and I will see yeah. sports flags. Mm-hmm. See, flags that I, is fucking lame. I don't know. I don't mind that because it's temporary and it's not. It's it's the most inoffensive flag you can put up. Is like a Chicago Bears flag. You know what I mean? Not if you hate the Chicago Bears. I don't. Mm. Know. I don't. You know I what, don't mind. You know what? I would find it offensive. It seems like you do? The, those those flags get flown almost exclusively in enemy territory. <laughs> yeah, you are totally right, dude. Yeah. What, what what do you see down there? Like if that's you know. Dallas, you know, are people flying like Eagles flags or oh, <laughs> flags? You are you are asking to get your sh- your house shot up? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> with our yeah. very loose gun laws. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put up an Eagles flag. They do not cotton well to the Eagles down here. <clears throat> Yikes! Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm late, I'm late to the table. You guys talking about the stars and bars thing from? Uh, We're talking about flags. 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 We are having a very loose conversation, so you better strap in. Oh, okay. And, and so I don't, where I don't need a recap then. It's just, it's no. just nope. loose. Nope. Okay. All right. Nope. In fact, if you want to change the subject, you could do that right now if you want. <laughs> yes, you're more than welcome, my friend. Oh, how about that? Mm. Uh, how about that chick? That chick that thought she was black and every. She, <laughs> What's your name? Hey, hey, Lee, would you? Mickey would Dolan's you? his kid. <laughs> Rachel Dolan's. Continue. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Would you? Would you? Yeah. That, that's what everybody wants to know. Lee, would you? would you? Would you? Would you? No, I just wouldn't. Really? Brown sugar? No. Just her hair is a little too kinky for me. <laughs> that gets the way. That shit dangles, gets in the way. It just no, not not. Those nineteen eighty seven mall hair. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You know what turned me on? No one has dropped. Uh, I can't believe no one has called her a wigger, though. You know what I mean? It's very oh. shocking because I get shit all day long about her from both sides of the fence, right? And no one has dropped a wigger bomb on her, which would be awesome if someone would have the guts to do it. Because she's like 19, the world's most successful wigger. A little 1997 there. I don't think I've heard that word since uh, Vanilla Ice. I haven't heard that word since fucking uh, fucking Tom Hanks' kid. What's his name? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I heard that word since you were talking about Rappaport. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no one wants to take the title away from fucking... What the hell is Tom Hanks' kid's name? That fucker? Um, Ch- Chet Hayes. Chet, Chet Hayes. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to take the man away from him or fucking Michael Rappaport. So I understand. At, but hey, Adam, how, do- how how awesome was the uh, Rappaport um, episode of Louie this season? Oh, that was good, yeah. I've watched that like three or four times. I love that one so much. 
But he's yeah, a fucking he played, idiot. He played that part great. He was like written. He was made for that part. Yeah. He has a podcast and he doesn't call it the Michael Rappaport Rappaport. Yeah. What's wrong with him? Oh. <laughs> right there. His uh, his tri- his tribe called Quest uh, documentary was awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. He's great. Yeah. So. Oh, that was his. He did that. Yeah. 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 He narrates it too, right, Andy? If I'm correct. I what I love about that is he is never on screen. Never right. ever on screen. <laughs> and uh, you occasionally fucking Quaker Oats looking fucking children be be he who walks behind the rose looking. Fucking face, right? Malachi. Yeah, he's got that. <laughs> he's got that in spades. Let's see what's calling a spade a spade, even if he's a wigger. All right. We, uh, hey, wigger is one of the funniest terms to ever come out of racism, for sure. <laughs> Some lazy motherfucker just came up with that word. <laughs> Look, I got it, wigger. I listen to enough hip hop that I could be a chigger, maybe. You're a chigger. See, that's even way more racist than saying wigger, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Chigger's a very demeaning term. I don't know. I was. is that was, is that really a term, or did Andy just make that up? No, no, chigger is a thing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like fucking Steve Aoki, is he a chigger? No, because he does like dance music, which white people right. like. But if That's if you have true. an Asian Asian hip hop fan, that word is going to come up from time to time. Right, that, right. That sounds like its own horrible thing without being a combination of two things. Well, yeah, no, it's a term for what were those bugs called? Chiggers, right? Yeah. Let's see. I thought they were called chiggers with a J. No, I think it was a CH, right? CH. Those are C-H. like blood sucking, um, like ticks. I yeah, think like, they're like ticks. Tim, you wouldn't like it if chiggers moved in next door to you. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to do. They may have some uh, pretty awesome parties, though. <laughs> but thank, thank God that it's, it's – I can't look anymore in my fucking news feed on Facebook and see all this fucking stuff. For fuck's sake. God. About her. Too much. It's too fucking much. I have too many social justice warrior friends. I think. Oh, I've been I've been going a little. I've been going pretty crazy uh, with the block button, the block feature. <laughs> I really yeah, have. It's just like good, you are. Good for you. you know, if you are sixty percent negative, see you later. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. True. I'm not that smart of vigor. To do that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a Vietnamese. The other word, you know. Yeah. Or I have vigor at the same time, so it's more, way more positive than sugar. But no, 
Yeah, that, and then the, the fucking Confederate flag fucking fiasco, and then I have these fucking idiot friends trying to defend the Confederate flag, too. They're not really friends. They're, like, way weird. You know, you just have some random people on your fucking shit because you follow them because they look hot or something like that, right? That kind of thing. We I gotta all feel have them. Huh? What's that? Lee, did you accept my invitation to like Kesha? Oh, did I? I will right now. <laughs> that way? I did not. You declined. <laughs> no thanks. I like the photo of her with the cum on her. That is one of my favorite pictures of all time. Wait, wait, wait. What, what picture? There was a picture that came out. I don't know if it was fake or not, but like... <laughs> I laughed just thinking about it. It was a picture of Kesha looking super stoned, lying on a bed with a giant wad of jizz between her. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, send me this. And for a public figure, I think that's about as badass. Yeah, that's <laughs> fuck, yeah. fuck all of you. <laughs> Look at the cum on my chest. <laughs> yeah, oh, I like this. Yeah. Link me, Johnny. Link me. I don't know if that's one of those things that's blocked from the internet now, but it's pretty funny. Oh, it's no, oh, if it's out there once, it's still out there. I'm gonna do a, a Google search for Kesha Jizz. Yeah, if you Google Kesha Jizz, you can see it. It's pretty oh, awesome. Nice. I like the one that has the the diagram overwritten. Yeah, it's pointing pointing you your attention to uh, this is where the cum is. Yeah, <laughs> this is I where think, my uh, comes out. Yeah, I think that was the guy that took the picture. Let's put his name on there. Yeah, I would have taken that picture too. Hold on, let me look this up. Continue. Uh, the banner across her, uh, her, Do I have to her Facebook page, page. She looks she looks pretty good there. All the different colored hair. Let me see. The different colored hair. Which which one are you talking about? Kesha, her her Facebook page. If you click on the oh. that link you sent me. See, I never went to that page. I did it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't that committed. Right. No, I thought it was a funny <laughs> joke. That's one ugly. Oh day, so. yeah, she looks kind of Daenerysy a little bit. Yeah, she's one of those people, or those. Uh, she's she's the type of artist that I know she exists, mm-hmm. but she is just nowhere even close to being on my radar. And 
the the suffering I might have to endure to be able to recognize one of her songs just isn't worth it. I can't even hum you her biggest hit. I have no idea what it is. God, here I thought she would look hot with jizz on her, and she does not. She looks drunk. That was her saving grace. She looks she she looks like she just had dirty sex, which is awesome. <laughs> no makeup, no shower. You know, even though we didn't see uh, Daenerys naked this season, I think in that first episode, there's a scene where she's in bed with Dario and her hair is all messed up. I thought that was so yeah. hot. You like that. You like that post-fuck. That post-fuck right. look. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Unless your fucking Kesha's ugly looking fucking mug. Christ. Ugh. She needs fucking Max fucking Factor. Just a load of fucking cover up on that face, for fuck's sake. Christ. Oh, I would just say I did. Yeah, I bet she's a lot of fun, actually. I think so. Yeah. Dynamite in the sack. <laughs> well, dude, any girl that you jizz on her is always... Willing. Right, willing, at least. I don't know if she's dynamite, but she's like a willing participant. Yeah, that's always good. <laughs> How do you think that picture went down? Hey, baby, you mind if I take a picture? What? <laughs> don't, yeah, 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 just don't, just don't show my tits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Load is good, but t- no, no, don't show my boobs. <laughs> Anything but that. Yeah. Not, not for free, at least. Mm-hmm. What was this drop? Uh, three or four years ago. Oh Jesus. Wow, this is old fucking news, huh? Right. Not a shocker. But are there any new celebs with jizz on them picks that aren't fake that we can gander onto right now? Hang on, hang on, hang on. There's there's a more important topic to discuss at the moment. Lee, where really are, than that? Where are you? That's and where crazy. Have you been? That's crazy talk. I can actually tell you, Tim. I can hear you walking up a staircase. Yeah, I know that stairwell. It's getting ready for this next topic. Where have you been? Me? Yeah. This oh, whole it's time. Outside this whole time, where have you been? I just went outside to smoke fag real quick, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you were just out doing stuff. Nah, no, 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 no. No, I was, uh, I was watching... Uh, I'm still at Con Valley in my first place just an episode. Early. This friend you always talk about, is that the Dennis guy that used to move next to you? Yeah, yeah he moved out, though. He moved out. Oh, he yeah. moved no cat. Yeah, yeah. He moved so out for, it was like a while where you just had that guy stick in your mouth all the time. Was crazy. My boy! That's my boy, man. I couldn't sleep last night. Um, 
so I ended up I I, I restarted uh, Last Man on Earth and con- continued to laugh my ass off even at new things. <laughs> yeah, example. Awesome, so. Um, <laughs> it's the escalation of the bowling balls. <laughs> where he starts with uh, a set of pins and then he goes to a set of aqua- aquariums and then it leads to uh, a car strapped with dynamite into another <laughs> car strapped with dynamite. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 the last what? The last ship. What's that? I don't know what that is. Uh, I am the only one. Awesome show. But uh, the last ship. It's in the title. It's that. Uh, it's that. Is it USA or TNT? I think it's TNT. Is it TNT? It's a, it's a show about some naval vessel that's out at sea when some kind of. Uh, Virus happens. Yeah, some kind of plague breaks out, and they think they might be the uh, the last survivors on Earth. Right. Uh, McSteamy and Adam Baldwin, I think, are on it, right? And Rona Mitri. Oh, oh no. really? Now y'all going to watch. <clears throat> yes, gentlemen. Watch out. Uh, I, I go out of my way not to encourage uh, Adam Baldwin. With that, <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> fucking guy. That fucking guy. Should have stopped. Stop. Bodyguard. I'm the only one then. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. All right, bastards. Did anybody watch Ballers by any chance? I was just gonna bring that up. What about the new <laughs> slate of uh, Sunday night HBO? Yeah, I thought ballers, so, I thought I thought ballers was hot garbage. I am afraid that that's going to be the new entourage where I'll watch the first season and it's just kind of dumb fun, but then when I think about it, it's it's a it's a show full of fucking douchebags that I just don't care about. Sure, it it was way too douchey, um, and. The the bigger black guy is supposed to be the turtle, I guess. <laughs> he is he is our entry level character, but there was yes. no one else on that show I could relate to, so I was like, fuck this show. And then the Brink, I I enjoyed. I did not like Brink. No, really? no. Oh. I liked uh, Ballers more than Brink. <laughs> yeah. Not. Brink, I thought it, it just. It just, I just got the feeling it was trying way too hard. It just felt that way to me. You know what I mean? Kind of get it, that mm. kind of vibe there, or no? I think I think Jack Black has one setting. Yeah, so sure. It's hard to it's hard to put him into roles where he might need to be dialed down a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if Jack Black annoyed me as much as maybe Tim Robbins annoyed me. You know what I mean? It was a little, it was a little too much. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's on HBO. That means there is the possibility of seeing 
Marabeth Monroe naked eventually. Yes. And so I'm I'm going to tune in every week to see if that happens. (laughs) I'll still watch it, that's for sure. I'm not afraid to watch it. I I guess uh, I was expecting it to be much more amusing or much more enjoyable a show than I it actually turned out to be to me at least there'll be no ballers viewing party at my house well Andy um the guy who the guy who's the the big dopey guy who becomes the car salesman mhm he played he played a college football recruit on an episode of the West Wing oh yeah did you watch that? No. Okay. There was an episode where um, Dulé Hill's character, Charlie, who was the president's assistant, um, he was mentoring a kid. And that kid brought this giant hulking high schooler with him to the White House for a visit because he got in trouble driving with an open container like a, a can of Pabst Blue Ribbon in the car or something. And he's mm-hmm. trying to get he's trying to get Charlie's character to take care of it, like like he could fix a ticket or something. Because the kid, the kid was suspended from playing his last game of high school football because of it. And mm-hmm. he was going to be recruited, like to go to Ohio State or something. And as soon as I saw him in this baller show, I thought, Oh God, I hope he's playing the same exact character. <laughs> <laughs> Like the running joke throughout the episode was that this kid was this kid was huge, and everybody that ran into him, like literally ran into him, and was like, "Whoa, you should play football." Right. Like I'm trying, man, but you know, I had an open container, so that's how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I recognize that guy from somewhere. I can't think of anything else he's been in that I would I would remember him from. Well. Yeah. But I, I've watched and rewatched The West Wing so many times. I think I recognize every bit player from that in uh, in every other. Show. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. What would you think of uh, Ballers and all that? Did you watch him, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, I just said I thought uh, it kind of reminded me of Entourage. No, I'm, and, I'm sorry, but Brink. Did you watch Brink? Mm-hmm. And what did you think um, of Brink? Well, um, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I didn't think it was great, but I liked yeah. it. I liked it in a way I think I didn't like Ballers. Um, but you know, it's it, it's weird. I think I spent I think I spent most of the half hour watching Ballers trying to figure out what The Rock's job was. <laughs> is is he an agent? Is he some kind of financial planner? What, what what is it that he's doing? Like, what is it that he's not doing enough that he seems to be getting in trouble with his boss? I don't know. Yeah, what is what what does what does that company do, Andy? That Rob Corgi represents. I just assume that it's like a Jerry Maguire situation where they are agents. Right, yeah. Where The Rock is Ari, 
<laughs> right? Sure, yeah. The Rock is kind of like Ari. Um, and I don't know. There's yeah, almost almost everybody on that show is has like an entourage equivalent, wouldn't you say? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who the Johnny Drama is or the E, but um, <laughs> there's cl- clearly a, a Vinny Chase, that guy. Right, 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 right. Well, if if he's if he's Vinny Chase, the uh, are you talking about the? The dude that was uh, that missed the boat. Yes. That yeah. guy. If he's Vinny Chase, then wouldn't that make the Rock E? No, but he's mm-hmm. Ari. I mean, if he's trying to get him as a client. Ro- Are you telling me Rob Corddry is? Rob Corddry is Ari. <laughs> oh boy. I might be what I'm saying. <laughs> Now I'm liking the show, uh, imagining <laughs> The Rock as E, the well-intentioned uh, best friend. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to continue to give it a chance. But sure. what, what I was thinking was that, that, I mean, this might end up going the same way for me as Entourage did. I know I watched the first season of Entourage, and then right. I just, I just never, I never tuned back in. Just dropped off. Until I saw the movie a few weeks ago. <laughs> what the fuck? Tim. <laughs> I did too. I saw it too. Yeah, but Andy, you watched them all. Yeah, I did. on you, Tim. Um, I guarantee you Tim was not lost in that movie. That is the most, like, spoon-fed uh, <laughs> children's book uh script I have ever seen turned into a movie. Yeah. There was uh yeah, there was no there was no confusion as to what was going on. <laughs> it just puzzles me I'm why little... they even made a movie out of that. Like a not an HBO made for HBO movie. Did they really think it had like the staying power or they would attract the crowds that Sex in the City would, the Sex in the City movie? Like a bunch of dudes would be like, fuck yeah, it's Casino Drive! Date date night, guys. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> some whores. Guys night. Bud Light Entourage chicken wigs. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you how I saw it. Um Yes. This is fascinating to me because you haven't even seen fucking Mad Max yet. We found we That makes found, me a little mad. We yes. found <laughs> Fucking asshole. That does make me an asshole. Dare you. We found a drive-in about half an hour away. Nice. Eight bucks for a double feature. What was it comboed with? (laughs) You're going to hate me even more. (laughs) No. Right. Small and, it, too? and Andreas. <laughs> ah! Damn. So in one, one night, I watched of all of all time, and you are hitting the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> are you saying you haven't seen the new Mad Max, or you haven't seen any Mad Max movies? The new one, Fury Road. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. But 
if you're keeping track, I have seen San Andreas and I have the Entourage movie. And how did you like San Andreas? Might as well tell us. Um, San Andreas was a magnetic poetry of cliches for a script. (laughs) To, To see Paul Giamatti turn to a fellow actor and say, you did good, kid. <laughs> it it made me weep a little bit inside. And and I can't imagine him. I can imagine him looking at the script in one hand and looking at his paycheck in the other hand. And just kind of going back. Do it, Paul. Do it. Going do back it, and forth and saying, oh, fuck, I can do this. <laughs> Did you see Have you that guys seen, uh, thing on Amy Schumer? The Amy Schumer? Inside Amy Schumer? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, my God. You guys have Giamatti to Giamatti was in that? Did anybody see that? He, he plays oh. God. He plays God, right? No, 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 not in that one. He played God in a one episode, one little skip. But they had a whole half-hour episode of 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men. Which these 12 guys had to get together and figure out if... Amy Schumer was hot enough to be on primetime television. <laughs> and, and it was fucking hilarious. Oh my god. It had a cast it had a cast, man. The judge was Dennis Quaid. Okay. Paul Giamatti was in it. Fucking Pete was in it from fucking Mad Men. Fucking Jonathan nice. Hawks was in it. Gee, fuck, it was awesome. Uh uh Chef Goldblum was in it too. Woo. I need to watch I need to watch that show. I've never seen it. Oh, it's extremely funny. It is fucking probably the funniest show I've watched all year. That show. I wanted to hate it, but I, I actually kind of like it. Yeah. Huh? I wanted to hate that show, but I actually kind of like it. Yeah, it's fucking funny. That's that's one funny bitch. In a world of funny hey. little bitches, she's a funny bitch. A- Amy Schumer's Instagram, if you guys are on Instagram, is one of the funniest things ever because she posts she the most unflattering pictures of herself. Right, and she's like, I still get dick. Don't worry about me. Yeah, I can catch a dick anytime I want. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can catch right. a dick anytime I want. She's right. Oh, that's funny. Yep. She says that you believe it. You know it's true. Just go out there and get some fucking dick. Well, yep. you can't say that. You can't go out there and get a dick, Adam. Tim. <laughs> Andy. That's true. Not slinging no dick. That happened. Well, Have you guys seen the trailer me. for the uh, Straight Outta Compton movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giamatti uh, yeah. dyed his hair for that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but if we need Did some he? weaselly uh, Jerry Heller character, uh, I think Giamatti was, like, perfect for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I got to see that shit, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Would they, will August, Comic-Con have a, a straight out of Compton panel? I doubt it. In Hall H? No. Mm. <laughs> Do you think they'll include the footage of, uh, what's his name, Shook Knight killing a guy with his car? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> during, the, during the movie? That's some disturbing footage right there. Yeah. Will it show yeah, it was like getting AIDS? That was a uh, long-term thing. <laughs> no, I mean, when he first got it. You know, like, I got AIDS. 
Yeah, but he had no idea where he got it from. Right, no right. Way. Like, I wonder how they, they might allude to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Usually in a movie where somebody gets AIDS, they'll show <laughs> the they'll show the person that might be giving it to them, and it'll be it usually it'll be a gay man, and he'll be very slight. He'll have a mustache, and he'll <laughs> he'll turn and look at you over his shoulder with like a. Uh, and go. <laughs> <laughs> I have AIDS. I gave you the AIDS. Did you guys see um behind the candelabra? Yeah, that's that's the yeah, guy well. facing that off of. <laughs> I haven't seen that for some reason. It's pretty good. good. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good. When Andy, have you I, seen that? No, go ahead, Andy. Yeah. I was going to ask Andy if you'd seen that um, that new Brian Wilson movie with uh, John Cusack. You know what? I've been I've been. It's called. Uh, it's playing at a theater not too far away from me, but I've been watching the Rotten Tomatoes kind of hover in the high 80s, so I kind of want to go see it. Brian oh. Williams, the oh, the Brian no, Wilson, the, the, the Beach, Beach Boy. Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a couple of different people play him, and uh, John Cusack plays him when he's older and kind of nutty. Oh, I don't kind of see like a fucking Bob Dylan movie. Yeah, except um, two I, actors. I thought Paul Dano plays. Him. I think it's like, I think it's like two Paul, two actors. Yeah, Paul Dano plays young Brad Wilson, and then Cusack plays him older. But Cusack just doesn't have it in the face. No, looking like Brian Wilson. Um, but Dano, I have always hated. In every single goddamn movie I've seen him in, but he does bear a striking resemblance to uh, young Brian Wilson. So I need to go check that out. I saw the trailer a long time ago, and I was like, oh, sweet, they made a movie like this, and I forgot about it, and then I found out it was out already this week, and I looked around, and it's not playing anywhere near me, so off the wait, I guess. Do you have the Smile DVD? Uh, the live concert? No, it is a it is just a documentary about the smile, the smile session. Um, I've been trying to find that actually. It's been on my want list. It's, I thought it was a documentary, and then it was also the concert that he put on in like 2004. No, that's correct. It's like a double disc. I've seen I've seen the, the documentary. I think and it was called the Making of Smile or whatever. Uh, yeah, I saw it on VH1 Classic a long time ago. Back when I got obsessed with that album, still am. But you know. Right. Uh, I've got everything else smile related. I've got you know the, I got the uh, the Beach Boy box set with all the outtakes and stuff, and I got you know everything else. But yeah, I'm right. obsessed with that album. <laughs> you that have, whole thing. Do you have the Uncle Jesse tapes? You know he plays with the Beach Boys now. Yes. <laughs> Uncle Jesse tapes. <laughs> you, you let me know when Mama Cat when Melissa McCarthy plays Mama Cat. Oh. <laughs> Fucking chips on that. Oh my god. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Oh, it's dude. Pretty, pretty fucking Hollywood pretty gold. You see, like, a foreshadowing, there's a ham sandwich in the, in the foreground. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, don't eat it, don't eat it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you know what? Speaking, do it, of, speaking of John Cusack's face, I never would have thought about it, but in that movie, The Butler, he plays Nixon. Oh yeah. oh yeah, just like him. I think they wow. gave him a 
there's a little bit of prosthetics, but his mannerisms are very Nixon. Yeah, you could tell it was him, but at the same time, he he looked just like him. You know, the greatest yeah. Nixon I've ever seen portrayed was that fucking guy from Black Dynamite. Holy fuck, was he awesome! And then fucking Nixon called him, called him a moon cricket. Yeah, I haven't seen any um, musical portrayals actor-wise in a while. So maybe I'll check out this Brian Wilson thing. The hell's it called? Yeah, check that. that um, what's that one with uh, Jimi Hendrix with uh, Outcast there? What's his name? Uh, Andre. With Andre. 3, Andre. 50,000. 50, yeah. Yeah. Is that any good? I haven't seen that one. I, no, I haven't seen it. The last yeah. one I saw I, was uh, Nowhere Boy, and that was like two years ago. It was like a I, musical depiction. Yeah, was that the, the document, the recent documentary about Hendrix? That was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's narrating it. Or not, yeah. he's not narrating it, but is he? I don't remember. I just remember. Uh, that, was on Net, that was on Netflix a year or two ago. I remember when that popped up. And, uh, it's still on there. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Walters, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Oh, good night. So glad I could uh, so glad I could tune in just in time to hear Lee say the word moon cricket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you weren't you weren't on last show. Yeah, it said vigor, filled with vigor. What's up, my BTs? How are you? How are you, sir? Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Lee, were you just asking about uh, musical themed movies, like recent musical themed movies? Yeah, I haven't seen one in a while. I don't think I have. I can't remember. The last, the last thing that really sticks out in my mind was that Into the Woods, which I kind of thought was terrible. Oh, I didn't even see that. We're talking more along the lines of La Bamba and Selena. Not- <laughs> oh. Right. Like, so, like a, so like a music... Bi- uh, bi- yes. yes. Okay. A music like, biopic. Yeah. Like a Jersey Boys type of thing. But I, I love Jersey Mercy. Boys. Love and Mercy is probably uh, uh, one of the most recent I go, but I'm trying to think of what would have come before that. Um, I know, I know, I've seen one recently. Was it have you, Andy, maybe the the James Brown one, Get On Up? Yeah, I was about to say, have you seen Get On Up? Because that's uh, I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. I didn't I, see that. Even though there's quite a few uh, inaccuracies. You see, I said Nazi. Get on, up is, like, uh, get on Up is pretty frequent on HBO because they started airing that last week. I need to think. What was the last one I saw? Shit. Fuck. Mm hmm. You know Nowhere what I love is, pretty is good. Uh-huh. which one is that? Nowhere Boy. It's the one about uh, John Lennon when he was a kid, when he meets his mom and stuff. Huh. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, who I, plays, I just brought that up. Who plays uh, Lennon? I forget. But I'll tell you, it's way better than Backbeat was. Did Julian Lennon play Lennon? Oh, so you're thinking of, uh, Tally, I think you're thinking of the one where... Uh, 
Uh, is it Aaron Taylor Johnson plays uh, Lennon? I can see him as Lennon. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think that's the one that his, the woman that, you know the whole story with Aaron Taylor Johnson, the kid's like 20-something and he married like nearly 50-year-old bit. Uh, and that movie is the one that she directed. Hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen I haven't seen Backbeat probably in ten or fifteen years, but I re- I remember liking it. Is it, is it maybe not? Does it not hold up? No, it wasn't. It's not a bad movie. I'm just remembering it's it's better than Backbeat. If you want a better than worse thing. Oh. Did you guys see oh. uh, Whiplash? No. No, it's on my list. I want to see that so bad. I was having it around to it. It's one of my favorite movies of the last, I'll say, three years. Wow. What's yeah. the What's the next um, What's the next big summer movie coming out? Well, you got a couple. Fucking ter- Terminator. I'm going to say right? Ted Two. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> I would say Terminator. Terminator is probably the next big movie. Although technically Ted Two would be big, considering that Ted One is. The highest-grossing R-rated comedy of all time. Is it more? It, did it? it did, is that? Was it higher than the uh, Hangover? Ted, Ted is the highest-grossing R-rated comedy of all time. Hmm. I think someone should well, goggle this. What's the buzz on uh, Terminator Genesis? Does I know if there's heard, anything that's going to be? Different thing. I've heard from a guy I know that is basically in the movie theater business that saw a trade screening of it and said that it is awful. Uh, and this guy is a hardcore Terminator fan. and he It's awful, he said? Yeah, he basically said it is awful. He said it is so incomprehensible and stupid, and it's an insult to all the other Terminator movies. And then I read something on... This wasn't Joe White, was it? <laughs> And then I read something on Classroom where Peter Serretta was saying that he actually thought it was really, really good and basically said it was the second best Terminator movie after Terminator 2. Um, although, in that same write-up, he does talk about how the movie is very much Kyle Reese's movie and that Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese is really flat and boring. And even makes a comment about, you know, what... It's, I've said this before... What is Hollywood's obsession with Jai Courtney? Why do they keep putting Jai yeah. Courtney in movies? Because the guy is so fucking boring and flat. I don't even know who the guy is. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Well, he's the new fucking uh, Sam Worthington and all that shit, right? He is the new Sam Worthington. That's the best way to put yeah. it. But, he, uh, but I guess the statement is inaccurate. Terminator 2 is not the best Terminator movie. It's the first one. He was in, well, no, he, you're, you misunderstood what I said. He said it's the next best Terminator movie after Terminator 2. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know that he's saying Terminator 2 is the best Terminator movie. I think he's saying that after Terminator 2, it's the next best one. Jai um, Courtney, you would know Jai Courtney either from, he was the bad guy in Jack Reacher. He was John McClane's son in Die Hard 5. He was... <laughs> oh, he was he was in both of the Divergent movies. Uh, he was in um, 
I'm trying to think of what else he's been in. He's going to be in Suicide Squad coming up. But he's one of these actors that, like, keeps popping up in these big movies. And, you know, what Peter Serrata said on Flash Film really crystallized how I feel about this, and that is, like, every, every time this guy is in anything, everybody talks about how boring and flat he is. And yet they just keep putting him in these movies, and nobody really seems to like the guy. Nobody really seems to be clamoring for this guy to be in a movie. But yet, yeah. casting him in all these big films. So, why is that exactly? Yeah, Mark, very, Mark, very we, strange. I had this. I had this conversation with you, and my point was this: is those movies get like Terminator Genesis probably finished filming maybe a year and a half ago. And if you look at uh, the standard like start start of a production of a movie and when it's released, it's about a year and a half. So I I imagine that his agent or whoever represents him um, had a you know he had a streak streak of movies. You know he was cast in probably the two Divergent movies. I would say probably since Die Hard, he went from Die Hard Divergent. Diversion two, and then this one, and like you said, these this streak of movies has been semi-successful, and I think that will that's enough to keep him working. What did Matt Smith play in this movie? Then just some guy. Hmm. Who is it? Who? Uh, that lurch-looking Doctor Who guy. Oh, Matt Smith. Yeah. I don't know. Who's probably, just some, probably just some soldier. Yeah, some dude. Oh, uh, he plays. Um, uh, as I understand it, as I understand it, in the movie, he plays kind of like a physical manifestation skynet. Oh, uh, like fucking Helmopatan Carter. Well, he's kind of like he's kind of like what they did with Vision in Avengers, like where they took um, Jarvis and gave him like a physical manifestation. Um, Thanks he, for that spoiler. Fuck. You asked. <laughs> By the way, Lee, you can click the link in the chat room and see that yes, I'm right. Ted is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, surpassing the. No, Hangover. you're not because The Hangover Two made uh, 586 million dollars. Boom. Like it. All right, I'm I'm going to need everybody's help right now. So the drive-in I the drive-in that I go to, and it's the only way I can get Angie to go see movies. Is if we go to this drive-in, and it's three screens, and I'm going to show I'm going to tell you the three double features that are playing, and right now, and you're going to have to tell me what to see. Okay. Oh Jesus. Okay, screen three is Jurassic World and San Andreas. <sighs> well, you already saw San Andreas, so let's knock that out of the equation. Screen two is Inside Out and Tomorrowland. Jesus Christ. And screen one. Inside Out. Screen one, that's the cartoon, the Pixar cartoon. Oh, right, right, okay, okay, okay. The, car, the cartoon. And, what, are we in the, <laughs> what are we in the 50s? That's the car. That's the cartoon picture. Yeah. <laughs> and screen one is Ted Two and Spy, the Melissa McCarthy movie. That go see that. I say number one. I say number, number three. Spy is really funny. 
I will. Why I will. Tell him to pick number one. That's the third. That's the third choice, Andy. No, you said screen one is Spy and Ted two. No, I said. Cho- oh no, I was, talking, I was talking choice number three. Yes, Spy. And yes, Ted two. choice three, screen one. Yes. Obey us. Plus, you already saw San Andreas, traitor. Yes, I've already seen two, two of these terrible movies. Double but, uh, dipping on San Andreas. Like I said, I, uh, I, I kind of like Tomorrowland. I thought that was pretty good. Me too. Really, man, I thought it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Did I see it? I. You might like it. You might hate it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One or the other. I will that is that actually a, a, a 50 cent uh, lyric. You may love it more than you may hate it. Oh, Jesus. Which is why I think 50 Cent is one of the weakest rappers of all time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's either that or download a copy of uh, Paul Blart Mario Cop 2. Blu-ray rip. Did you watch uh, De- a Deadly Adoption? Oh, no, no, no. Did you see it? I heard about it today. I was like, I got to see this. It sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound fucking awesome. Is that a sequel to Deadly Friend? It is a Lifetime movie starring Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig. Yeah, this is awesome. And they are doing a straight, a straight performance of a Lifetime script. So it is just <laughs> completely idiotic uh, affair type of stuff, but they are playing it as straight as they can. And <laughs> as they people can, are yeah. people are saying it's awesome just because you keep waiting for a joke to happen and it never happens. <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah. What, a, what an excellent idea that was. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Maggie? Anybody see Maggie? Speaking of yeah. what's Maggie? And? No. I thought. No good? It's okay. It's uh, it's very, it's extremely bleak. There's, like, no action at all in it. I mean, mm. like, not even, like, a hint of action. It's, you know, like, anytime, like, there's zombie stuff happening. Because I don't know if you realize this or not, it's PG-13. So mm. there's no gore. There, there's no like fighting zombies or anything like that in it. It's, it's like the most tame zombie film you'll see. Is that um, the one with uh, Schwarzenegger's daughter or something? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my daughter is becoming a zombie. <laughs> I don't like it. That's a great. Was it even in the well, theater? Well, yeah, it had a small theatrical run, but it's almost worth seeing just to see, you know, Schwarzenegger kind of playing like a really serious role, and he is good in it, but um, it's not a film I can ever imagine wanting to sit through again. Okay. Mark, have you seen that Brian Wilson movie? No, I've heard it's good, though. Well, here's what I've heard. Here's what I've heard about the Brian Wilson movie. I've heard that all the stuff with Paul Dano as young Brian Wilson is really good, but all the stuff with John Cusack as old Brian Wilson is not very good. Mm-hmm. 
imagine that's a period when he was on like house arrest and yeah, that weird dude and all that. Wait, what now? There was a period of his life in the eighties when he was in. He's basically lived in his house for fifteen years, and he had this dude that was sort of. I think it was a like a like a like an in-home um, you know caretaker that was kind of abusing him and taking advantage of him and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that, that. the movie talks about that. I mean, they basically okay. they basically delve into. You're talking about the doctor that was looking after him and you know kind of keeping him uh, medicated. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, they they get into that. This is a good interview with Brian Wilson and the new Rolling Stone. Who the fuck is going to watch Heroes Reborn? That show was awful. Like, I I hated that show. I will never watch it again. I got to say that even though I was a fan of the original series and almost stuck it out to the end, I think I gave up, like, right before they canceled it. I honestly have no interest in watching Heroes Reborn. Everybody that's not popular or what? Say that again? Well, it's coming back for the series. Probably not like Quinto and Panettiere, right? The rest of them are all on probably, because they're not working. They actually do have quite a few people from the original show coming back. But, um, but yeah, like some of the key people like Quinto and Peyton Panettiere, they're not coming back. Because, you know, they're both tied up with other stuff. Um, but I just don't really have much interest. I mean, I mean, I guess to some extent you could say, well, maybe this will help wrap up some of the loose ends that the original series left. But I, I, I think I just kind of feel so burned by the show that I just don't even want to bother with it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of people feel that way about it, right? Yeah. I don't know they're doing that with that show, but they won't do it with a show that's good, like Firefly or something. So weird. Yeah, I mean, it, so it, it, it's, it just sounds like a superhero cash grab type of thing. Right. I I can't even remember when I bailed out of that the, the first season or the first series. I yeah, I can't remember I, exactly either. I quit, I, I quit after the end of the second season. It was just a few episodes that I watched, and I I just didn't like it. I could not stand that that short Japanese kid. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You know, I work for ILM during the day too. Yeah. Every, every five minutes, he sounded like a twelve-year-old girl, and I was just out. Yeah. And then just the whole the whole aspect of it being like um, X-Men Days of Future Past and just not acknowledging yeah. that. that was but I love I love being a part of these shows when that show was going on, though, because then, like, like, Brooks would refer to the two twins as, like, Aurora, and um, <laughs> we just started referring to the characters as the comic book equivalent. <laughs> 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 Yeah, what piece of shit? Well, I guess that was, that was the second season, right? When they started doing that shit. Yeah, second or third, yeah, right? I think a lot of people too. Wasn't wasn't that the uh, the writer strike season, season two? 
Yeah, Heroes, Heroes went through, they, they had a lot of problems. Uh, the first season I, I thought was pretty good, except for the finale. The finale was kind of a letdown. Um, right. The second, the second season, I think, was when the whole writer strike thing happened. And the days of future past. Right. And they really changed up the dynamic of the show quite a bit. And then by the time it got to the third season, which is where I think they started getting into the whole carnival storyline, uh, to me, that that's where I just started completely losing it. Um, and, but you stuck uh, in I, there, I remember. I tried to stick with it. I really did. But I just it, it just seemed like it just got worse and worse and worse. Is Chuck in the new season? Uh, Zachary Levi is on the new series, yes. <laughs> Chuck. I would hope he plays Chuck. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Me and Richie still bring up a Mark Walters quote about Chuck. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> him on the show and said, this is like halfway through Chuck's run. He said, if you're not watching Chuck, you're a fucking idiot. And then that was Chuck, Mark wasn't even watching it. Do y'all remember that? And those first first couple seasons of Chuck were great. <laughs> Just part of the part of the whole thing. Part of the defining moments we've had on Talk to. <laughs> my I think my favorite um Mark Mark Walters gazing into his crystal ball moment. Is was the imminent was the imminent demise of Jimmy Fallon as a late night talk show host. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I was revisiting a show recently, and that that was a big discussion. I think it was like you, you and Brooks. I think watched the show live. You were like, "Oh my God, there's a train wreck!" There's something like, "Yeah, give him about two weeks and he's out," or something like that. Well, here's the thing. Oh man. Here's the thing historically about uh, late night talk shows, and, and this is a very much a constant. If you go back and you look at, I mean, you can go all the way back to when Conan premiered. You can go back to when Letterman premiered. You can go back as far as you want or as recent as you want. Every late night talk show always gets off to a rocky start. It always starts off very, very shaky and takes the, you know, it takes time for them to find their footing on it. Um, Fallon was someone that I I actually found myself very pleasantly surprised at the fact that, you know, once his show kind of found its footing, it started to get really, really fun. I think that since he's taken over The Tonight Show, um, and I think that that was basically just a simple fact of NBC trying to appeal to a younger demographic, uh, I, I actually don't like him as much now that he's doing The Tonight Show as I did when he was doing uh, The Late Night Show. Um, the thing I'm most disappointed about is uh, Craig Ferguson, who I actually thought was getting really, really good, and him stepping down and uh, James Corden taking over, because I, I I think Ferguson really was finding, like, a very unique niche in late night. Uh, it, it, you know, right around that time, you know, that was when he announced he was going to leave. And I know why he did it, because he was upset that he didn't get the David Letterman gig. But... You know, it is what it is. And and so what's he gonna do now? I mean, geez. Well, he's got that uh, uh, celebrity name game show, and I mean, he's got stuff to keep him busy. You know, he he still does stand across the country, and you know, I mean, he'll have he'll find stuff to do. 
You gotta I remember towards the end of his run, he in interviews he seemed pretty disenchanted with just the format of a late night talk show. I know he he got pretty sick of it, so well, I think that's also, part of it too. Also, have to understand something like guys like Ferguson, um, even even doing a late night talk show, um, those guys get paid several million dollars a year. You know, they're they're not hurting for money. And, um, you know, Ferguson was probably, I think it was publicized at one point, I don't remember what the number was, but I want to say he was getting paid something like $7 million a year to do, you know, his show. So even after retiring, he's probably pretty comfortable right now. You know, like he probably doesn't have to worry, at least for a while. Um, you know, let, I mean, he wasn't making Letterman money. Letterman was making like, I don't know, like $40, $50 million a year or some crazy number like that. But still, it's like all those guys, all those guys are living well. They're not hurting. Well, you know, I would imagine whoever just said that about well, what's he doing meant more of, uh, well, there's a there's a talented guy going to waste rather than uh, what's what's he going to do for you know for gas money. Well, you know, it's, it is kind of funny because like you see some of these guys like, you know, Drew Carey who had a show on for how many years. And, you know, his show's gone into syndication and everything, and now what's he doing? He's hosting The Price is Right. And, you know, you might look at that and say, oh, that's a shame what happened to Drew Carey, but I'm sure Drew Carey's making pretty good money. You know, I mean, even hosting The Price is Right, he's probably making pretty good money. So uh, I don't think any of these guys are really hurting. You know, they, yeah, you, there may be some truth to what you're saying, Tim, about, you know, there goes a guy, you know, with a lot of talent being wasted, but uh, I also kind of wonder if Craig Ferguson, you know, maybe kind of said everything he had to say. And maybe that was part of his reasoning for stepping down. You know, I, I really believe that his main reason for stepping down was because he did not get offered the, the Letterman slot. Um, but, you know, maybe there was also a little bit of, I mean, his I think his ratings were just kind of floundering. So maybe he just looked at it and said, "Yeah, you know, I've said everything I need to say. I can, I can walk away from this." Something I heard about Wheel of Fortune is they shoot, they shoot like six episodes a day for yeah, about they're... a month, mm-hmm. and eleven the the remaining eleven months they have off. Like they they film a year of Wheel of Fortunes in one month. And I don't know if that's the same case with Price is Right or uh, the Steve Harvey Family Feud, but um, I think that's a pretty sweet gig to do a game show. Um, I know um, but, Jeopardy films mm-hmm. at least three episodes a day in a day. Yeah, right. Uh, my my mom went and watched. They they did it here in Pittsburgh for a week, like five or ten years ago. And my right. mom and my aunt went and watched in the studio audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said that they did. They did three episodes back to back, and that she said it was funny that the episode, like it, it isn't as fast paced as as the shows are on TV. That there's a lot of back and forth. There's right. a lot of stuff that gets cut out. Like if the question, sure. if somebody gets a question wrong, the judges that are off screen will look shit up and they'll talk yeah. back and forth. And and that's why sometimes um, Trebek will come on and say, the judges have, you know, looked this right. up and whatever answer is accepted and so-and-so. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of downtime. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, like I <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever been to uh, taping of like any of the late night shows, but like I, I was on a taping of Letterman once, and, and I think Letterman is shot pretty much real time. Like they, uh, you know, they when they cut the break, like the band plays for like three minutes, and then they, you know, come off the song, they go back into the show, and so I'm pretty sure it's shot as if they were doing it live, you know, um, which I guess is their way of saying that it's shot live. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of those game shows, you know, they spread them out like that. Andy, I know you're right to an extent. I, I think they shoot a little bit more than you think, though. Like, I don't think they're shooting just a month out of the year. I think they shoot, like, you know, at different times throughout the year. But, but, it, is, but it is very much like they cram a lot of it into a short period of time. Um, right. You know, so that they don't have to uh, shoot, you know, five days a week or whatever. Yeah. That would be a sweet gig. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I mean, like, that. It, it, that's that's why whenever you see, like, an established, like, like why is Steve Harvey hosting Family Feud? You know, because Steve Harvey's smart. The, guy's, the guy goes in and shoots a bunch of episodes in a day you know, probably makes a big fat fucking paycheck for doing it, and then he's off to the next thing. And, you know, it's always funny because, like, you see Steve Harvey on talk shows, and they're like, where do you find all the time to do this stuff? And, you know, he never goes into details about, you know, well, we only shoot for, you know, one day a week or two days a week, you know, on Family Feud or whatever. But I'm sure the average person probably thinks, you know, he's shooting an episode every day, and he's going off and doing this other thing every day, and, uh, and also, like, those shows like, you know, the Steve Harvey show or um, I would say Oprah, but that's not on anymore. But shows like that, a lot of times they'll shoot mul- multiple episodes of those in a day. And I think at one point Craig Ferguson was doing that, like when he was doing his uh, Late Late Show. Because uh, I remember he used to joke about it on the show and he would say, you know, he would like, he'd be interviewing a guest and say, oh, no, today is uh, Tuesday, remember? You know, like, mm-hmm. you kind of talk about the fact that, you know, they were obviously shooting multiple episodes in one day. So, Conan shoots know. two uh, Conan shoots two a day. Yeah. I don't know how they determine, you know, which shows do that and which ah. shows don't. Um, I mean, it seems like with the talk shows, they would it would be harder for them to do it because, you know... Yeah, the they have to be topical. Yeah, the monologue's supposed to be topical, the interviews are supposed to be topical, and so... Um, but that was one thing I always noticed about like the, the later shows was that a lot of the interviews tended to be, you know, very obviously prearranged questions. Like they didn't talk a lot of, they didn't talk a lot about current stuff. So probably. Are you dating anybody? You dating anybody special? You dating anybody? (laughs) Mom? I think one of Adam's customers just initiated some small talk with him, and then he <laughs> muted himself really quickly. <laughs> wow. Pack of camel crushes, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. What hey, the fuck Adam. was that? <laughs> hey, Adam, you, you in a relationship? You see an A-play special? 
<laughs> now I was doing that Jay Leno uh, impression of uh, oh. Bill Hicks was doing it. Oh, he shot himself. Oh, oh my brain God. Threw that, on the wall like the NBC Jesus Christ, that sounded like somebody just like creeping up on you and asking you that. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the, one of the things one of the things that Craig Ferguson was doing towards the end that always every time he would do it, I would just die laughing. And uh, Andy, you probably know what I'm talking about. They would have the uh, <laughs> they would have the Jay Leno fly, where it was basically like Ferguson yeah. would like up in the air like there was a fly buzzing around, and the fly would be like. That just that just killed me every time he did it. I really, I really miss that show. I really miss uh, watching Craig. Bill, Bill Hicks had this bit where he was talking about how he hated Jay Leno now that he just became a you know NBC guy, and he's all like, you imagine him on there with Joy Lawrence, and he's like, oh, so how you doing? You got a car? You got a car? You driving? Oh, you dating anybody? You dating anybody special? And then he's just like, what have I done in my life? And he puts a shotgun in his mouth, and his brains blow up, and they look, they form an NBC peacock behind the wall behind him. <laughs> That's just silly talk. I will say this: there's actually a very funny Jay Leno bit in uh, Ted Two. Uh, Don't spoil it. Ted Two. Well, how was Ted Two? Or are you going to talk talk about that on your show next week? Oh no, wait, Ted, no smartass. It opens tomorrow. I can talk about it now. Uh, no, it's fun. It's, it's got some really funny moments in it. I think I probably liked it a little bit better than the first one, but, um, you know, it's also kind of a, uh, um, as a sequel, I don't know, like as a standalone movie, I don't know that it's really all that great, but as a sequel to the first film, it works, you know, it's serviceable. It gives you what you want from a sequel, and it's got some really funny moments in it. Uh do they explain why uh, Ashton Kutcher's cum bucket ain't there anymore? Yeah. What? Why? Why? Why do they explain that they break they just, up or something? They just say. I don't want to know. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, but dude, it's like in the opening of the film. I mean, they basically just say it didn't work out. You know. Did you just say sense. Ashton Kutcher's cum bucket? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Good. <laughs> <laughs> My God, it's full of stars. What what other what other movies have you seen, Mr. Walters, that you could recommend to your listening public? Uh well I liked uh, uh Me and Earl and Dying Girl is pretty good. Uh good? Dope. Dope is Um I, I did not like I did not like Dope. I really I, wanted I, to dope, like dope, dope, and I did not like dope. it. Yeah, Dope was not... It was not... I, I, I didn't like it as much as I hoped I would. Uh, I, I think it's got some fun moments in it, but... Like, they, they do this whole thing in Dope where, like, the main kids are supposedly, like, obsessed with the Yo! MTV rap generation of music. And so they play up the fact that, like, they're all dressed in, like, 90s clothing, and they all listen to, like, 90s music... And you really, you really think like that's somehow going to play into the film, and it just doesn't. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of 
wasted plot element that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, it, it it takes on like three or four different genres and puts it in one movie. And I didn't feel like it's kind of like what you're saying. It just like one, one does not lend itself to, to the other. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a uh, risky business meets <laughs> boys in the hood <laughs> meets, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely got like a, uh, like it seemed like they were paying homage to, you know, boys in the hood, do the right thing type of movies. But while at the same time, not really saying anything new with it, you know, and so fucking time, awesome soundtrack though. Yeah, the soundtrack's great. But by the time you get through it, you know, it, it doesn't really, I mean, what was the point? You know, I mean, there, there really doesn't seem to be a whole lot to the movie. Um, and, you know, it was it was one of those films that, like, it was a huge hit at the film festival circuit. Uh, you know, I remember, like, there was a lot of talk about it after it played at uh, Sundance, and you know, everybody was saying this is going to be, like, one of the best films of the year. And I just never really, I don't know, just didn't really think it was all that great. But but I do think it's worth a look, you know. I mean, as far as a lot of the stuff that's out there right now, it's, it's probably one of the more... Uh, uh, engaging films, but uh, I'm kind of curious. Like, how many of you guys saw Jurassic World? I'm curious what everybody thought about that. So, I did not see did it. Not enjoy it. I haven't seen it. Well, it's funny because, like, I, I've talked to a few people that you know after since it's come out, and it seems like one of the things that a lot of people seem to be on the same page with. Uh, the characters are really flat and like underwritten, uh, which I think maybe speaks to the strength of Spielberg, you know, making his characters really, you know, pop off the screen and everything. But, um, but the dinosaur stuff is so good that you almost don't care. You know, like the dinosaur stuff is, is so entertaining and satisfying that it almost makes up for the fact that the rest of the movie is just really not that good. What did you think of it, Andy? What's your take? I told you, I loved it. That's right. Mm. Well, and also the other thing about Jurassic World is... When you you get right down to it, Jurassic World is just a remake of Jurassic Park. The only real difference is now it's a functioning park. You know, I mean, the movie plays out almost the exact same way with almost the exact same scenes. And, you know, I guess that that works in terms of entertaining an audience, but, you know, if you're making a sequel, you couldn't come up with something a little more original, you know, like you just basically had to retell the same story as the first movie. It is a sequel, though. It isn't a remake, right? No, it's a sequel. Definitely a sequel. Okay. So I think that, that aspect was a little disappointing, you know, I mean, it's a very entertaining film. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but uh, I think that it's one of those films that when you really kind of get past it and start, you know, looking back on it, you realize that there's just not a lot to it. Yeah, the truth is I, I haven't really seen any stinkers yet this summer, really. I've kind of enjoyed almost everything I've seen.
Who is uh, doing uh, construction work? <laughs> Me. Tis I. What's he building in there? What's he building <laughs> in there? Nice one. I didn't think anybody would get that. <laughs> but me and Trevor Grove. It's the best track on there. That was actually my first Tom Waits album. I was, the the today. I, I was in the first store today and I found Swordfish Trombones for a quarter in the CD bin. Like, kidding me? Whoa. Take that. Very strange. Small Change is my all-time favorite. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what? That might... Mm, that might be... Is that the one with... Um, uh, Step Riders? Step Riders? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love that one. That one... Rain Dogs, Valentine's anybody? And, uh, and Night Rain. Off of the Diner are my three favorites. Rain Dogs is good, too. For I am a rain dog, too. Hey, Lee, did you hear this, uh, hear this story about how a movie theater messed up uh, Inside Out and uh, played Insidious 3 and freaked out all the kids? <laughs> What's Inside Out? Oh, is that a cartoon? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a cartoon we, we was talking about. Okay. It's, one of, it's, it's officially one of my least favorite Pixar movies. Wow. <laughs> It, it gave it gave me the cries, so <laughs> there's that. I think the right. biggest problem with Inside Out, and and again, this is more the film critic in me than just someone watching a movie. It's just not a good kids movie. Like, I mean, if it's if it's supposed to be a kids movie, it fails at being a kids movie. Uh, you know, maybe it works for adults, and that's great. But I, you know, they're selling it as a kids film, and I don't think I th- most kids out there are going to get it. I think it's the first PG Pixar movie. I didn't even notice it was PG. Is it PG? It's PG. So I don't know if their intention was for it to be a kids movie, but it's a PG movie and not a G movie. They're certainly selling it that way. Yeah. Andy, did you pick up your Blu-ray copy of Castle Cagliostro? I got the I got the Cat Returns and uh, Spirited Away, but I didn't know Cagliostro was out. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks. It's like exclusive to Amazon Prime members only. Oh, really? Yeah. I need to pick yeah. that up. Love that movie. Pretty cool. You know what useless garbage I bought today? What? I got Kyle Reese's uh, Nike Vandals. They re-released them. <laughs> what? Do you remember when Kyle Reese gets sent back in Terminator? He's buck naked, and then he runs through a J.C. Penny getting dressed. Yes. Oh, with the strap on the top. Yep. That is the Boy. black and silver Nike Vandal, and they put it out. Um, they re-released wow. it for Genesis. I was like, I got to have those. Yeah, to be real. Yeah. That was pretty good. (laughs) 
I had a customer come in and buy a bag of chips for three sixty nine, and he goes, "Oh, cool!" And he swipes his card. He goes, "Oh man, this is awesome!" I'm like, it is. And he goes, "Yeah!" And he buys it. And he goes, "Hey man, thanks a lot. Thank you." And he walks out. What? <laughs> I don't know what he's so stoked about. I don't know what he got so stoked about, but it, it happened. I made his night by just scanning a barcode. Sorry. <laughs> he's, he's he's probably been waiting all night for those. <laughs> the better made barbecue chips. Yeah. Hey, uh, Andy Blackhawks, right? You you like you, you happy about the Blackhawks winning? Very very happy. Did you watch the Blackhawks game? <laughs> the Blackhawks game, of course. I love. Oh, are you making? So I just you... yes, if you watch the Blackhawks game. <laughs> Blackhawks game? Uh, no. Oh, I love the Blackhawks, man. They're <laughs> up in there. I love them Blackhawks. Yeah, Richard Christie was very mm-hmm. too, too overly. Joy by that. Wasn't it? <laughs> I, I saw what you did there. Even though I hate that expression. Yeah. They, uh, they, they did that joke on Modern Family. So that's oh, not the they? first time I've heard the Blackhawks. Oh, damn. Hmm. Pretty risky Pretty risky for what? Network television. Yeah. Hmm. There they Walter, are you excited about the new Star Wars movie, or are you fatigued? Uh, I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it right now. I mean, you know, it, it's hard to be excited about shit like that when you're just inundated with stuff about it all the time. I'm doing this uh, sketch card set for the new movie right now. And all I've got is the images from the trailer, so that's all I can work with. It sucks. How many how many BB eights have you made? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about 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 ten, I think. Yeah. And they're all pretty much the same shot. I'm rolling around or peeking behind a corner. <laughs> Does, do your do your sketch cards get approved? Are they like okay, this is good, this is good, but we can't use this one? I've never had Star Wars ones rejected. I've had Marvel ones rejected. Because I'm... Oh, not some of the rejections. Huh? What, where were some of your Marvel card rejections? Um, either I just didn't... It was through Upper Deck. That company's kind of goofy. But they... Uh, either either I got the costume wrong or just, you know, the pose wasn't interesting. Or it, Most of the time on those cards, because I draw so big, I can't put a full figure in a card. I refuse to do it for a dollar fifty anyway. They should do a headshot or a mid shot and they, they kinda want other stuff. So I could work with them anyway. Uh, I That's wonder the if there's How many I wonder if And by that I mean the black stormtrooper boom <laughs> You get no props for that. I wonder there if there's is. an obscure detail in the trailer that you could draw. That obscure detail? Yeah. yeah, you could, like, draw a tree, you know, from the uh, lightsaber <laughs> scene. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty bored of drawing the same stuff I've been drawing. 
How many sketch cars do you expect you to draw just from based on the, tra- the trailer? Well, here's the thing is you, you can do up to 200 cards. I, I chose to do 100. And uh-huh. I, have to have my scan, I have to do my scans of the ones based on the new movie in by July 1st, but the rest of the cards can be from the, re- the other trilogies. So uh, oh, I, think okay. 50, I think i got about 55 cards done of the, re- of the new movie, and then i got to figure out what to do with the rest of them. A lot of uh, trash compactor monsters, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> I always do a couple of those. Quick and dirty. Got to do some bow shacks in there too. That's that's necessary. Some what? Go- bow shack. He's my favorite non-character. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't even. He's that Michael. He's that, he's that Michael Palin-looking dude that. Um, in, the, in A New Hope that uh, Obi-Wan is talking to. And then he kind of just looks at Obi-Wan and he kind of nods and then points his finger behind him and that's where Chewbacca's standing there and then he moves out of the way and Chewbacca walks up and they start talking about, you know, like uh, ship, that kind of thing. He's just that, he's on that screen for like a second. But he looks like uh-huh. Michael Palin from, you know, early Monty Python. <laughs> Any gonk droids? He's, he's got like sideburns. <laughs> he's pretty sweet looking. Um, I don't, I've probably done a dog for it, I'm sure. You gotta draw that guy that's uh in episode two that's like the uh the something something federation. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy's like turning he's like turning the fucking knobs on his chest and stuff. Oh yeah. I I've only seen episode two like maybe twice. That's my least favorite one. I just said the the, the the set I did before this one is Revenge of the Sith, so I had to revisit that movie for the first time in years and remember what happened and all that. What did you draw from that? A lot of Bernie Anakins. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much the only interesting part of the movie. <laughs> A lot of Obi-Wan. That's it. Obi-Wan Tanjin Wan. <laughs> Fuck! I was gonna ask you guys something. I can't remember now. Um, let's see. I do have questions I wrote down a long time ago. Ooh, you're gonna do this interview yeah. style? This is from yeah. fucking 2013. Let's see if I can find one here. I know I've got I got like a, a folder of notes that I wrote throughout the years that I can just kind of put stuff in. Here they are. Let's see if there's anything good here. Billy, do you hear anything about this movie coming out that uh, Alan Rickman directed? Alan uh, Rickman. That's the, what oh. what is it called? It's called. <laughs> it's called. It's called <laughs> It's called Still the Cowboy, Mr. McLean. <laughs> Stop Do not forget, Do not forget to take the pork chops from the top of the freezer and put them in the refrigerator. Do not disappoint me. You Americans, all alike. John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. Mr. Potter. Clay. Bill Clay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a reference! <laughs> yes. 
Oh, what, what was it you said to me? Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're one of them, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> You're one of them. It's funny, it's funny that when Lee, thinks, please, please. When Lee thinks of Alan Rickman and Die Hard, he doesn't think of the badass Alan Rickman. He thinks like, like, oh, don't tell me, please. Don't yes, tell okay. me. <laughs> no, that's me, dude. Bill Clay is one of my favorite characters of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to know that guy's backstory? Oh, yeah. It's Gary Cooper, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have the feeling that... Um, What's his name? Klaus? Klaus? Oh, from what? American Dad? No. What's this character's <laughs> name in Die Hard? Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, Alan Rickman. He's uh, uh, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think Hans Gruber <laughs> probably met a guy named Bill Clay that he killed. <laughs> well, no, they show it. Like, they show it on... the, he sees a name on the wall. Yeah, they show oh. like they, they show him seeing it on the wall or like him seeing the register or whatever. So yeah, him they, just they making up that, some American shit for him. They rip that shit. Oh, off John him. Smith. Fucking see Thomas House, all that Maxwell with a what was he, what do you call himself? Maxwell Hauser or some shit like that. Soul Man. Wait, who are you talking about? You guys are Soul Man. That Rachel Dolan's motherfucker and Soul Man. Maxwell Hauser. She's a can of Folgers or whatever the fuck. Or Maxwell House, actually. That's what one of my dad's top five favorite movies. Soul Man? Yeah. Yeah, Dad's like weird shit, don't they? I know. Not like damn. normal shit. Like it's Andy Griffith, John Wayne, Gary Hare movies, and that movie. <laughs> and Overboard. <laughs> Overboard with uh, Goldie Hawn and uh, oh, Big Austin there. Oh, that's, that's I know. know. It's Summer Rental again? Come on. <laughs> Summer Rental. <laughs> oh, or, you uh, got to see, oh, you really got to see Hard Rain again. You know, it's funny, it's funny you say that, Tally, because I've noticed the same thing with my dad, and I actually have a theory about it. We got cable, like, around 84, oh. 85, something yeah, like that. Okay. There were all these movies that they used to play the shit out of on cable. Uh, sure. Like, like, do you remember, what was the movie with Burt Reynolds and Clint Eastwood, wherever they were, like, mobsters? Fucking oh, yeah. City Heat. City Heat, right? yeah. Like, yeah. they played... They played movies like that or like Red Dawn or, you know, like all these movies that they would just play over and over and over again. And I remember, like, uh, I remember talking to my dad recently and asking him, like, you know, oh, what are some of your favorite movies? And he would start naming off, like, total bullshit, like, that, like, Johnny Dangerously. And I'm like, Johnny Dangerously. Why are you naming off these stupid films? And I realized, oh, these were all the movies. They played like you know he probably saw these a hundred times on cable yeah. over oh, yeah. and over. Fucking hey, a duffel bag. Let me tell you, my dad still loves movies like like Tank with James Garner. Yeah, Tank. And Tank. Tank. <laughs> That's another fucking good, good poster. The pursuit of DB Cooper. <laughs> another good poster. Uh, Porky's. Yeah, and for some, great, reason, for some great poster. For some reason, 
for some reason, Porky's and then just skipping Porky's 2 and going straight to Porky's Revenge. Porky's <laughs> Revenge is, is probably the best poster. Yes. Because oh, it's uh, Porky and all the kids are Star Wars figured size and in his fist, right? Yep. <laughs> Isn't that a struzen? <laughs> that might be a struzen. Struzen. <laughs> never did a Porky's poster, but he did do all the Police Academy, or at least Police Academy one yeah. before. Well, he didn't uh, do four, I know. Yeah, the balloon. Yep. He also did a poster I've... for a movie called Weekend Warriors that uh, had Lloyd Bridges in it. Man, I love, I, I love that D.B. Cooper poster. Yeah, I, like I never that saw that movie, but it was a cool poster. Did he do the cover of DC Cab? He did do the cover of DC Cab. Did he? Yep. Awesome. That was that was, that was another cable. That was another cable favorite. So we, uh, I think this job We gonna rock. North Dallas Forty. All those movies. Now my dad had weird has weird taste in flicks. Like uh he was looking through my movies one time, he was up I don't know, about three years ago, looking through my stuff and he's like, What's this movie with Jack uh Jack Lemon and um uh Al Pacino and, and Kevin Spacey and I'm like, Oh, that's Glenn Gary Gillen Ross, you gotta watch this and you'll like this and he, he's like, Oh, I like those guys. He watched it and he hated it. <laughs> oh sure. He, well he said he said, Interesting, interesting, which means let me, he hated let me, it. <laughs> let me ask let me ask you something. Was your dad a salesman at any point in his life? No, he worked in the oil field. I think you really have to have at some point been in sales to appreciate that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've I've never been in sales, and I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Andy, I, I think, think you it. love it. You love it for the dialogue and the performances. I mean, it it you you can see you can see the good in movies like that. Whereas I think the average moviegoer, unless they have something to latch on to, they're not going to really appreciate it. You know, one of the things I've noticed about that movie, because I've 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 loved that movie for a long time, is sure. and and I work a I work a a job. I've worked a job for many many years, and I can see myself at one time. Maybe I was a Ricky Roma, but now I am <laughs> on my way to being a Shelley Levine. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the machine. Yeah, Has you this can motherfucker ever been on a sit? You can kind of put yourself into any one of those characters. I think all of those guys <laughs> represent kind of a single guy at different points in his life. Sure. No, I think you're right. Yeah. I think uh at some point you you uh at some point you put you put yourself up on the board and at some point you meet Gestapo tactics. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Harriet and blah blah Nyborg. Give me two chocolate, two plain, and the same thing to go. <laughs> and at some point, at some point, you uh, you you basically tell somebody else they just like talking to salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Mitch and Mary. I'm gonna go Lampkin. Okay, who's Dick? You sucking. Let's not uh, let, let let us not regress into quoting all yeah. the links. 
That's, that's happened. That's happened to many, many times. Um, God, what were I going to say? I think that is Nothing. part of the. I think that is part of the charm of that film, though, is that it's one of those movies that almost any work environment you're in, you know, as long as you've worked in an office with other people or you've worked in a scenario where there's like a group dynamic and you've got other people you have to interact with. You can assign, like, in, everybody in that movie, you can assign to someone that you've worked with. Like, okay, I that that I used to work with this guy who was totally like Ricky Roma. I used to work with this guy who was totally like Shelley Levine. Like, they all have that relatable quality to them. Yeah. Who are you, Mark, at this <laughs> point in your life? Oh, man, that's Eric, tough. Uh, I, I'm probably close. Yeah, I, I would say I'm probably closer to Aaron now than anybody else. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's Kevin Spacey, right? No, no Aaron now is uh, <laughs> is uh, George. George. Oh, oh, uh, Alan, uh, Alan Arkin. Yeah. Uh, I've 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 definitely been in that character before. I think I'm probably closer to Kevin Spacey now than than anything else. Yeah. You just like talking to salesmen? <laughs> if I was seeing my daughter, you'd say, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I don't like you, Shelly. What, now? Yes, now. When? <clears throat> Did Tim Fisher drop off? He may have dropped off. Speaking I, too, of, am uh, fading. Unless you hit, hit me with some enticing questions. <laughs> Speaking of cable movies that they played the shit out of, uh, you guys, of course, remember Megaforce, uh, Space Hunter, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Duh. What about Ice Pirates? Ice Pirates? Yeah, I want to talk about that. All right, fellas. I'm, a, I'm signing off. Oh, I'm very sleepy. Okay. All right. I love you. Good night. Oh, good night. Well, a little too uh, extreme there. Always love you. Always have. Oh, hey, I forgot to mention uh, before you guys all log off and uh, uh, miss this. Uh, so I, I went to HeroCon a week ago. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Uh, well, it was, the show was good. Everything was good. Uh, I roomed with JJ, um. Oh, Teacher uh, of the Year, JJ? What's that? Yeah, Teacher Teacher of the the Year, JJ. JJ. Okay. Who is, who is still very much the king of the snorers. Um. King of the what? The snorers. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Um, but, uh. But no, I, I was going to say Mark Brooks. Uh, he was not there last year, but he was there this year. Oh. And 
he actually did a piece of the auction, and we kind of had a really special moment. Uh, it's a shame that everybody's jumped off here because it looks like Lee's gone and Andy's gone, so they're not going to hear oh. this. But no, no, uh, down on it. But uh, the Brooks piece, we we actually broke a record. Um, the previous oh. record. The previous record in the auction was twelve five, like twelve thousand five hundred dollars, and mm-hmm. Brooks' piece sold for fifteen thousand dollars. Are you shitting me? What did he do? He did a uh, a white queen, um, and uh, let's just say there was a couple of people in the room that both really wanted it, and they were bidding oh, yeah. bidding war. Huh. And then, and then once we realized that we were coming close to breaking the record, uh, then I think that also kind of fed into the energy in the room because then these guys were really like, you know, really truly competing with one another at that point. Wow. So, but yeah, brand that took my income for a year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dude. Dude, believe me, I thought the same thing. Like when it got up to when it started getting up to. You know, like the twelve and thirteen thousand dollar range. I'm thinking in my head, like, I, I, I don't even know if I'm making that in a year right now. Oh my god! <laughs> After tax, Betty just smiling, smiling ear to ear, right? What's that? But Brooks is smiling ear to ear on that one, right? Oh yeah, dude. He was. Uh, he was over the- that's good, I mean, I mean, it, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, like, because we talked about it after the fact, and we even said that. You know, the chances of this happening again are pretty slim, you know, because, the, it, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a perfect storm of, you know, the right circumstances, the right people being in the room, you know, two different guys, you know, two different big high rollers going up against one another and stuff like that. So you know, I don't know if we could repeat this situation if we wanted to, but, uh, but you know, it was cool. Uh, I mean, obviously it was good for Mark, you know, that it happened that way. Um, so yeah, that was kind of fun. But hmm. well, yeah, it looks like we've officially lost everybody. Everybody's jumped off here, so what? I am. Yeah, everybody's gone. Uh, so I'm going to take this as an opportunity to throw in the towel as well. Yeah, I guess I better get back to work. Well, I hope you guys have fun, and I will see you later. All right. Talk to you later, homo. Uh, See you, gay one. And this has been Tim's Late Night Lounge. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Koreans.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.